This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in, everybody, to the flagship video podcast. I mean, I guess we'll call it the video podcast since we have the interview podcast on Mondays, but the video podcast, and of course, if we're doing the video podcast, we got to have Taylor Estes, the uh, Horns 24-7 managing editor, back from vacation. Yeah. We'll get to that a little bit later in the, uh, in the show. But um, Taylor, how you doing? You rested and energized and feeling good about everything after some vacation? Yeah, I definitely am. Um, I mean, it's a good thing I didn't miss anything, right, while I was gone. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, no, it was really good to get away and see my family. It had been, goodness, like seven months, I think, since I'd seen them. So that was really nice and uh, had a nice relaxing vacation for the most part. There was some hiccups, but for the most part, it was good. Well, it involved an RV and it involved some camping, right? Yes. And um, I've never really done either. So it was an adventure in itself. Plus we saw a bear like right outside the camper. And I don't think I have run as fast as I did since I played soccer. When I saw that bear, I grabbed like any child near me and just bolted for the interior. But oh no, it was a big Have you ever seen bear. the movie Backcountry? I don't think so. With this couple, they're engaged. He goes out into the woods to propose to her and he kind of gets lost. And then all of a sudden they're being stalked by this grizzly bear. Oh geez. I won't give it totally away, but it ends badly. Well, thankfully that didn't happen. Didn't end the good. only good. thing that was destroyed, it came back twice. So the first um, one of the nights, it didn't really do anything. My brother um, kind of went to the other campsites to warn people that there was a bear in the area. But the next time that it came back, it, it went through their trash can that we had just like eaten outside like maybe five minutes later. And the trash can like had like tears in it. There was teeth marks and the plates. I mean, it was, it was crazy. I'm like, I'm, I'm not leaving the rest of the night. Oh my. <laughs> so. oh my. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's great. Cause I'm going on an RV vacation, uh, starting Friday. And, uh, now I have that in my, in my mind. So. And you're driving. See, I, I paid somebody to drop off the trailer, just left it at the campsite. I was like, I'm not, I'm not chancing that one. Oh, good for you. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. Oh yeah. Driving to Colorado. In a big old RV. Never done that before. So should be fun. But um, Taylor, let's get to the the things that, uh, well, some of the things, I guess, that you were off uh, battling grizzly bears while (laughs) they were occurring back here. Um, But uh, the Big 12 media poll, preseason poll has Mm -hmm. come out and Texas voted third by the media that covers the Big 12. Uh, behind Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, Taylor. And look, I think those three are the three best teams in the Big 12. And we could be talking about splitting hairs here. I mean, they could have, they could be tied. I mean, if you look at the, the schedules, I could see each of these teams, OU, Oklahoma State, Texas, with one loss in the conference. And then we have some tiebreakers again. Uh, or, or maybe, well, we don't want two losses because that means the Big 12 is out of the college football playoff. Right. But, I mean, I think these three teams are very close and schedule's going to play a role. Oklahoma State plays at OU. Of course, Texas and OU are going to play at the Cotton Bowl. They each get half the house, even if it's 50% capacity. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, and then Oklahoma State, um, you know, they get Texas in Stillwater in the last game of the regular season. Could very well be a situation if my Big 12 upset of the year plays out, which is OU losing in Ames to Iowa State and Texas beating OU, which would give them two losses. I think we could have a Texas-Oklahoma State 
Big 12 title game, Taylor. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. I, I will be really interesting, though, that last game of the regular season for Texas um, playing at Oklahoma State. I mean, you know, what if what if Texas has one loss and then they lose that game? They're probably out, wouldn't you think, at that point? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. well, depending on what the standings are, they might be still in the Big 12 title game, but yeah. probably out of the college football playoff. And the Big 12's been in the college football playoff uh, each of the last three years, thanks to OU. So um, Big 12 needs to keep that string alive for sure. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I, I'm curious how this uh, – with the Big Ten announcing that they were going to cancel or reports out there that they were going to remove non-conference games. I wonder how that's going to impact the college football playoff race as a whole, because if they're only playing, you know, nine or 10 games, um, how, how is that fair compared to, you know, a team that plays 13? It's right. going to be really interesting. Right. And some of those schools that had games against the Big Ten and Pac-12 who've both said that they're going to conference-only um, records, I mean, that affects the Big 12 all over the place. TCU was supposed to play Cal. Oklahoma State was supposed to play Oregon State. You had Iowa and Iowa State, Maryland and West Virginia. So you may have those schools talking to some of the other Power 5 schools that have also lost games against the Big Ten and Pac-12 and and maybe you get a TCU Texas A&M game I don't I don't know that that will happen Texas A&M was supposed to play Colorado that's not happening right yeah I forgot about that so you know do they does A&M book a a tough game like that um, as opposed to that Colorado game where they would have been substantial favorites as the home team so right well well that stuff's being talked about right now but I'm just I'm glad that the the Big 12 and the SEC have had the courage just to be patient. Right. You know, this thing is so ever-evolving, and if we all mask up, I always say, if we mask up, we get a college football season. Hopefully people are realizing that. But, um, you know, this thing is its unpredictable. We're hearing some stuff about uh, vaccine trial success. Who knows? But... I'm glad the Big 12 and the SEC waited. I get the Pac-12. I mean, L.A. is shut down. USC and UCLA can't even go do voluntary workouts outside. Right. Let alone uh, run any kind of on-the-field practicing or or activity. Not practice. We're not practicing yet. But yeah. I mean, every team is practicing. Let's put it that way. Because <laughs> um, they do offense and defense in their workouts. Exactly. In their summer conditioning. There's ways around for sure. So, um, yeah, I mean, I just, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. I did a radio interview earlier today in Baton Rouge and, um, and you know, come on, September 12th, mm-hmm. it's my birthday. I want to be in Baton Rouge for my birthday. Yeah. No, I don't blame Taylor, you. I don't blame you at all. Going to make Let's, that happen. Fingers crossed here. And honestly, I mean, I was really surprised when the big 10 was the first one to announce it. Um, it just seems, so what's so, that? I don't know. It seems so premature to me. Some and of their states aren't that badly affected. I mean, it's like, what are we doing here? Yeah. Like that was, that was weird. And it was kind of interesting. Don't they have, doesn't the big 10 have, um, a first year athletic or, um, commissioner? First, yeah. First year commissioner. Warner. I mean, I think that was a big misstep in year one for him personally. And I agree with you. I mean, yes, you know, LA in California, I was just, there. Thankfully, I was in an area that's very um, secluded and they didn't have any actually zero COVID cases. So that was good. But still, like, you know, my, my family's in Southern California and everything's basically going to be shut down again, it sounds like. And, uh, you know, it's just I can I could see that. I just don't understand the Big Ten being the first one to do it. I just thought that was so weird to me. Right. And Ohio State was supposed to play Oregon. I mean, right. Ohio State needed that game. They, they would have won that game and it would have really, you know, emboldened their resume. They're a team that's seen as either the number one or number two team in the country. So it's, um, I mean, this is a decision being made by presidents and chancellors. And I've said in, in the insider over and over again, perception can play a role in this thing when it comes to presidents and chancellors. And look, they've got to look out for the entire campus and, and a lot of them feel if you don't have students on campus, you can't have 
athletics going on with student athletes. And, and so there's a, there's a real fragileness to the psyche of the presidents and chancellors because they don't want to be held responsible for bringing students on campus at a time where they shouldn't. Mm -hmm. So we know the big 10 is all about the American association of research and, and, you know, the top research institutions in the country, their, their presidents are very academic minded. And I think that they felt the, the pressure on the heels of some tough COVID news and they, they made a move. And so now we'll see, I mean, the, the big 12 and the sec can be talked about as being too football crazed or football desperate, but and let's be honest, it is a desperate situation when you're talking about the financing. If there's no football on campus this fall, there's no basketball, there's no nothing. Mm-hmm. There will be no sports for the 2021 academic school year. And then you'll hope after making whatever staff cuts or budget cuts you got to make to survive this year, that you'll be able to bring back all of your scholarship sports. We've already seen Stanford cut 11. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're in a really um, – you know, fragile time, but if you can afford to wait and get all the information, we're seeing more and more tests coming back negative that are coming from the student, you know, the student athletes that are preparing for football. So we'll see Taylor. I mean, it's, it's, it's day to day. It's day to day. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, speaking of the football season, Chip, you've been reporting a lot for the last several weeks, um, in the insider, which, we release every Thursday morning over at Horns 24-7. If you're not a member, make sure you uh, subscribe for Wednesday, Thursday. We're going to have 50% off of uh, annual membership, so jump on that. Then you'll stay in the know on this. But you've been reporting for a while that Texas had plans to do 50% capacity for football games. And uh, I guess it was Monday, Chris Del Conte sent out an email or a message to season ticket holders and confirmed essentially what you've been saying all along, that it's going to be based off of state guidelines. So that to me sounds like maybe, I don't know, maybe it's ambitious at this point, but that shows, I think, the sense of urgency of how important having a football season with fans in the stadium really is, especially in the South. I mean, my goodness, what are are we going to do without football? I mean, come on, (laughs) you know? Think about it. Can't even think about it. But, no, Del Conte has been very, very, um, you know, full steam ahead. And he he said that, uh, he told me, I'm probably the the guy who sees the the glass overflowing. (laughs) Yeah. And and others see it as half full or half empty. Right. But he's, he's a you know, rah, rah guy. And he's, he's trying to, like I am trying to manifest this thing into happening, but right. the 50% capacity, that's like you said, Taylor, that's where we are with the, the governor's pandemic guidelines for the state of Texas for outdoor arenas. And, and so Del Conte's proceeding with that until further notice. And then um, it would apply to the Texas OU game at the cotton bowl. Mm-hmm. And and so you're, it's a 92,000 seat stadium. So you're, you know, you're down to 46,000 for Texas, 46,000 or excuse me, 46,000 period. And then you got to divide that in half. So you're looking at 23,000 tickets for each school, man. The, if, if we get to that point, that's going to be the most maybe in demand Red River shootout ever. Oh, for sure. For, for just 46,000 tickets, Taylor. I know. I mean, that's going to be crazy. The it, It's definitely interesting times. And, um, you know, I, I like that Del Conte personally, I like that he has been very positive all along instead of looking at the negative. Because I've been, you know, I tweeted this earlier in the week, but I've been absolutely astounded by how many sports media are kind of pushing this negative narrative. It's almost as it's almost coming off like they're against football season happening. And, you know, that may be working for clicks right now. Um, however, those clicks are going to go away if the football season doesn't happen. And guess what? A lot of your jobs are going to be at stake, too, if the football season doesn't happen. Because oh. I think we all know how football runs everything. College football runs everything. And NFL, too. You know, I mean, it's just it's kind of surprising to me how many people have been just so openly almost against a football season. And I just I don't 
get it. It's like, okay, you want an extended vacation? It's going to be really fun to write about football or, you know, or <laughs> not have anything to write about. I mean, we're going to be twiddling our thumbs, you know? Right. And no, no question weird. about it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm the exact opposite. I'm like Del Conte. I'm like, Hey, they haven't canceled it. We're planning for everything to be happening. And, and look, if they, if they can keep those kids safe, keep them, um, you know, I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting Taylor. Cause my, I know the, there's been more positive tests at schools than what we know, right? what we've been told. And, and now you're hearing, Oh, we don't have any more positive tests. Well, I think it's because most of these, these teams have passed it around, had it and are probably, you know, depending on the medical science you're following, it sounds like you get a two to three month immunity before you, you know, could catch this thing again. Who knows? That might be enough to get through the college football season. So it's it is crazy times. Every day is a new day. We're learning every day. So fifty um, percent capacity and Taylor, as I reported in last week's Insider, uh, don't plan on Bevo Boulevard, Smokies Midway, or Longhorn City limits. Probably, well, there will be no university sponsored tailgating in and around DKR because it's just too much of a risk um, to you know, bring in folks where they might not be socially distanced. So uh, they'll, they'll manage that inside the stadium. They're not going to manage it outside the stadium. So does it mean on campus as a whole? Is that what you're hearing or just? No, I mean, you right can still bring it. your tailgate in your car and, okay. and handle, handle your own business, but the, the university won't be uh, sponsoring, you know, and they had plans to expand all that. Yeah. And, and they're going to have to put it on ice for now. So, uh, and I, in that interview I did in, in Baton Rouge, I said, you LSU fans have good timing. You got all the, the trimmings, you know, outside around the stadium, all the tailgating, uh, because it's not going to be happening this year. Yeah. Well, what about, have you heard anything about LSU? Cause that, I mean, I've heard that tailgating scene is awesome. Like absolutely awesome. It, it definitely is. And I've, I've been lucky enough to, to go there twice and the, the gumbo mm-hmm. and the moonshine. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I had this apple pie moonshine. Uh, oh. The last time I was there, it was so heavenly. I couldn't believe it was alcohol. It felt like dessert. And, and then you That's dangerous. Oh, then you take a few steps and get in the stadium and you're like, woo. Okay. <laughs> that was definitely not dessert. Yeah. You're like, am I swaying or is it uh oh, that's making this right. happen? <laughs> Are you all feeling this? Uh there's no one in the stadium yet. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh but yeah, that that scene is incredible. And it's mostly just fans doing the tailgating and they'll they'll bring you in, you know, as long as you're friendly, they're like, Oh yeah, here, have a have a little cup of gumbo yeah. and some moonshine and it it's it's a great fan base it's a great tailgate scene and and so we just gotta hope we get it yeah for sure my husband went to the A&M LSU game last year um in Baton Rouge and he was with um his sister's boyfriend who's from Baton Rouge so he had some LSU people there but he's an A&M fan uh went to A&M too and so he was walking around in a sweatshirt and he was kind of like, I'm kind of afraid. Like initially he was telling me that before he got there. And then he was texting me like, this is awesome. Like everyone's so nice. They're giving me like all this free food and stuff. <laughs> and he was decked out in like A&M gear. So sounds like a, definitely a fun party. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the Louisiana hospitality, the, the great food, they're so proud of their food and their, and their drink and, and just and they're so proud of their tailgate scene that they welcome people in. It's it's refreshing. It's not like Ohio State, which is the worst place yeah. on earth with the worst fans on earth. Sorry, Ohio State fans. Didn't you uh, get like your foot run over at Ohio State? Oh, everything. <laughs> I mean, it was. I got out of the car. I wear black when I go to games for the most part. Same here. Yeah. Neutral, mm-hmm. and I get out, and I'm now in the media parking lot or whatever and these fans are tailgating right next to it and and the guy's like are you from texas and i'm like yeah he's like oh we're gonna kick your blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and the guy was such a frothing mouth breather that i then said actually i'm from michigan 
Oh. And then he just went a a wall. I mean, I just, bet Whoa. you just poked oh. the bear in a way that you shouldn't have. <laughs> Fantastic. The guy, the guy was like spilling his drink everywhere. He was so mad. That's hilarious. And uh, yeah, Ohio State fans are the worst. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think that might be a little biased, right? Since you're a, Michigan a little bit. Fan. I mean, my dad did have a toilet in our house that said flush twice. It's a long way to Columbus. So <laughs> take that with a good. grain of salt. I like that. That's good. Well, yeah. another thing, Chip, that happened um, within the last week was uh, Texas cornerback Kobe Boyce announced that he was going to be taking time away from football due to some mental health um, and depression issues that he's been battling. So this, uh, you know, between Boyce and then Anthony Cook, a fellow cornerback um, entering the NCAA transfer portal, the Texas secondary took a bit of a hit with both of these announcements now. Yeah, no question. I mean, these are guys who've started games. I mean, a combined uh, 13 starts between Kobe Boyce and Anthony Cook. That's, that's real experience that comes off your, your roster. And kudos to, to Kobe Boyce for sharing yeah, that he is has been battling depression and and t- told people on his social media post Saturday, um, you're not alone. So reach out and and get help if you're feeling that way. And it's it's refreshing to see athletes more and more talking about mental health and you know Kevin Love and Serena Williams and um, the list goes on. But it um, it's really refreshing. Well, Amani Boyette, former basketball player at Texas. Uh, was very outspoken about, um, you know, battling depression and, and seeking help. So all the best to, to Kobe Boyce. And, and then, you know, in terms of how Texas fills those, those holes, Anthony Cook was going to compete at nickel with Chris Adamora. And, and I think you'll see um, some of the, the young guys uh, moving up. Marquez Caldwell, Xavier Alford uh, could battle at the nickel and, and Josh Thompson is going to play corner, but he's played nickel. If it got to a, a emergency situation, they could certainly move Josh back yeah. to nickel. Uh, but it's it's um, fortunately for Texas, from a pure football standpoint, it's one of the deepest areas of the team, the secondary. So uh, while you lose some really valuable experience, some game starts, they they have guys who are are talented and, and deep back there. Yeah. I mean, Tex, the one thing Texas has definitely done over the last number of recruiting cycles has been recruit some solid, you know, secondary talent. Um, and Anthony Cook was a part of that, you know, in the 2018 class, I was arguably one of the best, I think, secondary halls. And since, you know, 24-7 and rivals and recruiting services even started, I mean, that was an impressive um, accomplishment that text had. So that is, I agree. Like that is a good thing. You know, one thing when I read Kobe Boyce's post, it was really, it really kind of just touched home because, you know, you think about how tough it probably is for some of these, these student athletes that, you know, if they make one bad play in a game, they're just getting annihilated publicly. Now, you know, there's, there's Twitter, there's message boards, there's, Instagram, there's all of this type of, you know, communication that they have access to and that they can see. And just imagine not only having to see that, but if you're already battling depression, that is just something that you don't mess with. You know, I think that's something that is, I think a lot of people don't understand how, how tough it probably is on a lot of these student athletes. You know, they're not making millions of dollars like professional players are. And when, you know, they make one mistake and people say you're terrible you suck like why are you on the team I mean that's that's got to be hard to hear in general let alone if you're already battling the you know depression and mental health and um you know I, I'm I'm proud of Kobe Boyce for doing it and I, I thought it was cool to see that um you know how many people that did support him including uh you know coaches on the staff they were proud of him for doing that and it's probably difficult for coaches to be like yeah, you know, do what you got to do when I know I'm going to lose the experience, you know? So I thought, um, just the support he got, I thought was really nice to see. Yeah, no, I think, I think you're right. And of course, Ricky Williams, who we're going to talk about next Taylor. Um, Ricky Williams has gone public, uh, about his anxiety and, and depression. Um, although he was not depressed the other day when learning from Dar Jamail, uh, 
one of Joe Jamel's sons who said, you know what? My dad, Joe Jamel, would do anything. Uh, he loved this university so much, he'd do anything for it. And if he thought he could help unify uh, any part of Longhorn Nation by giving up his name on the field, he'd do it in a heartbeat. So uh, Dar Jamel, on behalf of the Jamel family, said, how about we name it Campbell Williams Field mm-hmm. for Texas's two Heisman Trophy winners. And, and so that's, that's what we're going to do as yeah. part of the, the on-campus changes that were announced by interim president Jay Hartzell after speaking to numerous students and student groups and the black student athletes at Texas, his listening tour, as he called it. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I, I think it's a, a huge um, gesture by the Jamail family, but that I know, I know, I knew Joe mm-hmm. and he's a trailblazer and he absolutely would have gone along with this. He would have suggested it himself. So it's a, uh, it's great, great gesture by the Jamail family. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the amount of money that they've probably donated to get the naming rights of the field is substantial, you know, and I thought that was really cool that it came from them, you know, when because it could have been something that Texas approached them about. But no, it came from the Joe Jamil family. And I thought that was a such an awesome gesture. And it's, it's you know, warranted. I mean, both um, Earl Campbell and Ricky Williams have sta- statues outside the stadium. So they're the, you know, two Heisman winners for Texas. And I think it's really, I, I really was happy to see, to see some of the changes that Texas did implement. Yeah. Yeah. A statue for Julius Whittier, the first black letterman, mm-hmm. um, in Texas football. And, and, uh, would have liked to have seen a little acknowledgement from my man Roosevelt leaks. Cause he was really the first star black athlete who was right in the crosshairs of the civil rights movement. Took a lot of, um, you know, a lot of, uh, not so good. Yeah, a lot uh, of heat. Times, a lot of, mm-hmm. lot of heat, and he stood up to it and starred in it. But um, Roosevelt Leakes is is the man. But I'm. It's a great uh, tribute to two iconic Longhorns in in Earl and in Ricky. I don't know if they could be any more different. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah. For a, for a guy who was nicknamed Little Earl, right, Ricky yeah. Williams. Mm-hmm. And they, they certainly were an incredible mix of size and speed and strength. But my gosh, they are about as different as it comes, Earl, from Tyler and the simple life and Ricky, the Californian who's got all kinds of theories about just about everything. So yeah. it's a good mix, a, a, an iconic uh, and eclectic mix for this renaming of the, the field at DKR. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think... Uh, Rookies had even didn't he do some like weed party or something like that for the Super oh, yeah. Bowl? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, just you know, uh, in his house in California, of course. Yes, oh, yes, yes, in the place where it's legal. It's all <laughs> but, legal. Yeah, he definitely goes to the beat of his own drum, I think. But I, I thought it's really cool. I was really happy to see that. In addition to the um, you know, erecting the statue for Julius Whittier. And I agreed with you about the Roosevelt leaks thing. You know, I, I would like to see more um, acknowledgement for him too, you know, and, and for a lot of those, the athletes that went through the civil rights movement while at Texas, I mean, in the South, you know, it was not an easy transition to desegregate, you know, a lot of schools and um, it took years and, you know, clearly there's still some issues here and uh, it's good that it's being addressed and my goodness, interim president Jay Hartzell talk about getting hit in the face when you freaking start a job. I mean, my goodness, (laughs) but I think he's handled it well. Right. I mean, obviously the really controversial um, uh, suggestion or demand from the student organizations was to replace the eyes of Texas, the, the alma mater school song, and and Jay Hartzell said, hey, it's going to continue to be the alma mater, but we're going to own the history mm-hmm. and we're going to come together to redefine its purpose so that it becomes, um, you know, the ultimate unifying song. And that he's relying on black professors, black student athletes to help in that. And the student organizations, the 149 student organizations who demanded it. So I'm, I'm excited to see how all that t- transpires. Maybe this ends up being a, 
a fantastic uh, repackaging of the eyes of Texas and and I, I'm fascinated. This is a this is a a challenge, but I think Hartzell has has taken it head on and and I would give. I mean, think about Jay Hartzell, Taylor. I mean, he gets on the job in a pandemic and then you know the George Floyd murder, the social unrest, and and he's getting it, you know, from 149 student organizations, 13,000 who signed a petition saying we need all this change on campus. This, you know, it's, it's not a welcoming place to everybody. Right. And Jay Hartzell owned it and said, I was surprised to hear 1900 black student athletes who qualified, didn't want to come here because they didn't feel like it was a welcoming place. He just came out and said that. And that's the wake up call to everybody in Longhorn nation. And, and it sounds like Jay Hartzell's up for the, for the task. I, I think he's making quite the impressive resume uh, just on the job to possibly be uh, the permanent president yeah. at Texas. Yeah. To remove that interim tag for sure. Well, Chip, before we go to our weekly love it or leave it segment, we're going to take a very short ad break. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Chip, you want to transition into our weekly love it or leave it segment? I mean, everybody loves it. They, this is their favorite part of the show. This is why they go to iTunes and give us five-star ratings and incredible reviews. I mean, in addition to you, they love <laughs> love it or leave it. So, yeah. yes, let's, let's get into it. All righty. So um, I'm going to throw a few statements at you. And uh, if you agree with it, you love it. If you don't. You leave it. And I'm going to start with a little bit of a doozy here. So um, Texas fans got some negative news last week after um, after Blake Brockermeyer, uh, legacy sons of his, Tommy and James Brockermeyer, picked Alabama over Texas. So Chip, love it or leave it, Texas fans should be melting down after the Brockermeyer twins, who are both top 24-7 recruits, committed to Alabama. Yes. Um, I mean, completely melting down. No, a little melting. Yeah. Yeah. Because these guys were huge priorities for, for, for Texas and Tom Herman and Herb Hand. And remember the, remember the zoom call with Matthew McConaughey? I mean, Texas was all in on, on the Brockermeyers. Obviously they should have been with Blake Brockermeyer, former, um, Longhorn offensive lineman who went on to the NFL played in the early nineties uh, now having the number one offensive lineman in the country um, in Tommy and James, the number one center right. in the country. So it, it was, it almost takes care of your whole offensive line class. If you get those two. And of course, Luke Brockermeyer, their brother is a linebacker at Texas. So right now, yeah. So you're thinking, Oh man, look at all these things that are pointing in our direction. This is going to be great. And then, and then the Saban effect came into play. The Saban effect in Alabama, always winning, always going to the playoff, always putting offensive linemen in the NFL. That stuff matters to guys who see themselves as players in the NFL. It's like when J.K. Dobbins told Charlie Strong, I'm going to Ohio State because I got to get used to the weather when I'm playing in Green Bay. Yeah. And Charlie was like, oh, yeah, you're, you're, yeah, you're, you're really going to love that. When mm -hmm. You're going to ch totally change your mind when you're up there in January for your visit. You'll be coming running back Texas and J.K. Dobbins. He knew exactly what he was doing. Right. 
And I think the Brocker Myers looked at the the pedigree and said, "Yeah, um, we're gonna we're gonna go with the guy that's putting them in the NFL one after the other." So, and and this is where Tom Herman, and we'll get to this, but this is where the top three recruiting classes that he's or top ten, three straight top ten recruiting classes he's put together need to start paying off for him yeah. in a Big 12 title and double-digit wins every year the way that the the Dan Mullins and the, you know, not even the Sabins and, and Brian Kellys of the world, but the Dan Mullins, you know, who come into Florida and go 11-2. and two. Tom Herman's got to show that he can maintain a, a level of success that, that – uh, even his predecessor, Mac Brown, he talked too much about 10 win seasons, but those 10 win seasons saved his bacon for, for all those years until he finally won a big 12 title. Yeah, no, no doubt. And, and I agree. I, I definitely uh, love this one because this is a huge loss. I mean, there's no, there's no way around it. This is a substantial loss for Texas. However, I will say I don't necessarily blame the Brockermeyers in any sense of the word because I feel like if I had a son that was an offensive lineman and, you know, a top prospect in the country, I'd probably send him to or say, yeah, go to Alabama. You probably have a better chance of getting drafted just based off of what history has shown. I mean, Texas had Connor Williams drafted in the 20, what was it, 2018 NFL draft. And prior to that, it wasn't since Tony Hills in what, 2008? I mean, 10 years without an offensive lineman drafted. So, yeah, I mean, regardless of being the legacies, you know, the sons of a former Tex player having your brother on the team, you got to look out for your future. And I think they did exactly that. And I know Texas fans are not going to be happy to hear me say I support them in doing it, you know, but the reality is I think most people would probably encourage their children to go that route if uh, it means that they could have you know more success in getting drafted in the NFL because if you get first round draft pick in the NFL I mean that's life-changing money you know that's life-changing you don't have to work the rest of your life pretty much you know so I think uh, I love it that Texas fans should be melting down however I think this was um, a justified move I guess I'll say for the Brocker Myers right when you're when you're seeing three and four Alabama offensive lineman going into the NFL every year. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where Texas has to get. Clemson's starting to do the same thing, especially on the defensive line. So oh, yeah. it just uh, that's where that's where Texas has to has to get. Yep, no doubt. And they got it. they got talent. They got the talent to take the next step. Guys like Alfred Collins, Keandre Coburn, Tavondre Sweat, uh, Moro Jomo. All these guys can develop into national title type talent and Texas needs it to happen in 2020 and they need the football season to happen in 2020. Yes, they definitely do. That will possibly help. I mean, if you get a big 12 title in this season, you could sway some of the people that may be looking elsewhere. So yeah, it's, it's imperative for Texas to have a football season. No doubt about it. I had a source at Alabama say it's a long way to signing day. Yep. That's true. And they're going to have to keep recruiting the, the Brockermeyers for sure. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, we touched on this in the open, but uh, Texas announced changes to the university and to the football program. Among the changes for football were the renaming of the field to Campbell Williams Field, erecting a statue of Julius Whittier. However, the eyes of Texas will still be played at games. Love or leave these changes, Chip? Well, Taylor, the one thing that cannot happen is you cannot have a win over South Florida and then half the team walking off during the eyes, half of them on a knee, half of them standing up, and it becomes a distraction. Mm-hmm. So I think two things need to happen. Obviously, we know Jay Hartzell's going to get with the you know black professors, black student-athletes, and um, – and then try to repurpose own the history of the eyes, but repurpose it and give it, you know, some unifying significance. If that doesn't work and there is discord or disconnect about the eyes of Texas. And I think Caden Stearns has said, he's not going to sing it. Mm -hmm. Then 
I think you'll see the school look at maybe an alternative, like singing Texas fight after the game, the players go into the locker room and then the fans sing the eyes. Mm-hmm. So you just can't have, I, 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 I don't think you can't have players going in different directions over this song. That's supposed to be uh, the unifying alma mater of the university. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And that's one I'm curious to see, because I know, you know, initially, Crystal Conte and Jay Hartzell said that, you know, students or the, the um, student athletes requested that they don't have to participate in it. But I wonder what that means. You know, does it mean they have to stand on the field, just don't, you know, partake in, you know, doing the horns up or anything like that and singing? Or does it mean leaving the field? I mean, that that's definitely a question I think that they need to answer soon, because um, you know, it's already been something that's been a divisive subject, you know, surrounding the university in these times. And so, you know, it's going to make national headlines, you know, if it's, if right. there is discord and you don't want to do that when you're trying to, um, you know, create changes to, in, to, you know, create a more inclusive campus life for, um, people of, you know, black people and other minorities. And I really think that, you know, I do love the changes for the field for Julius Whittier. I, I, I think it's a wait and see. I, I agree with you about the eyes of Texas, but it's a it's a step in the right direction that the student athletes don't have to at least participate in it. Right, and if Jay Hartzell and this committee of whoever's going to redefine the eyes of Texas can pull that off, wow. Yeah. Then you know what, man. That would be a heartwarming story at a time where everybody's looking to just everyone's triggered and everybody's looking to rip each other's heads off um, in part because of Mad Dog 2020, but also the social unrest. It's it's been a lot for everybody. Right. And that would be an amazing story uh, to, to, to be talking about in the fall. Yeah, yeah I agree. All right, Chip. Well, Texas was picked third in the Big 12 media preseason poll. Love it or leave it. This is a deserved ranking for the Longhorns. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave this because I think Texas is in the is is in position A for the Big 12 this year. When you look at all the starters back on defense and depth, four year starter at quarterback, you've got a talented running back room. I mean, Rashawn Johnson. Everything I hear about Rashawn Johnson because we talked uh, a week ago about Keontae Ingram having a hamstring strain that has been bothering him since April. And meanwhile, Rashawn Johnson is just reinventing himself as a running back and doing a great job of leading from what I hear. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the team is doing their workouts in, in three groups, the pretty much by depth chart. And so the freshmen have started off in their own group. So Bajan Robinson, while he's looked good in conditioning and all of that is still not like running with the first team, although that could change day to day. And you've got Rashawn Johnson and, and Bijan Robinson who are healthy and hungry and Keontae Ingram who needs to get healthy. And then I'm hearing really good things about, um, you know, Jordan Whittington and, and Jake Smith, both leading and performing well. So, I just think that this is Texas's time when you have the veteran quarterback and that defense in OU starting a first time starter at quarterback for the first time in Lincoln Riley's career. I don't know if that matters. Spencer Rattler, I think Mike Roach said he's the best prospect he's seen in years at the quarterback position. Um, But nonetheless, this is your time. And, and I think that uh, I think Texas is in the big 12 title game and I think it's, I think they win it. Oh my goodness, you're saying that already? Mark it down, ladies and gentlemen. Mark it down. I'm gonna I'm gonna love See that this. guy right there. <laughs> See that guy? Yeah. yeah. BY. They need to channel him. Yes, for sure. I'm gonna love this. Um, just because I really think Oklahoma State might be end up being the best team in the Big Twelve. Um, at least top two for sure. And it's just too hard for me to count out Lincoln Riley at this point. I mean there's no reason for me to think that something is going to change and they're going to tum- and Oklahoma's going to tumble and struggle and all of that. I just don't, it's history has shown don't bet against him, you know? And so uh, this was the fifth straight year that they were actually picked to Oklahoma was picked to win the big 12. And um, I'm going to, I think that 
Texas being third is probably a fair ranking right now. Now, because there's so much stuff, I mean, the you know, they're installing new defense. Then you have a new offensive coordinator. You have new coaches across the board. They haven't been around the players. They haven't, you know, and I know a lot of these these teams, obviously the coaches haven't been around the teams, but they also didn't replace seven assistant coaches too. So I, uh, I think Texas is in a good spot at number three. Now I don't, now I'm not saying that they're going to finish that way, but preseason, I think that's fair. Okay. And I'm just going to point this out because if we, whatever this big 12 media day, we're going to get on August 3rd, which sounding more and more like one of our weekly coaches calls, right? Oh, you got no favors from the schedule makers. Mm-hmm. They, they play Baylor the week before Texas. Baylor's not going to be any good this year, so that, that's right. not a big deal. But they play Texas. Then they go to Iowa State. Mm-hmm. Iowa State, to me, is one of the top four teams in the league. Then they come home to play Oklahoma State. We know they're loaded, 19 starters back, Chuba Hubbard, Spencer Sanders, Tylen Wallace. Then they go to TCU. Mm-hmm. So OU plays the four best teams in the conference in the month of October, all in the month of October. That is a gauntlet. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking around at everyone else's schedule and no one has it that bad. Yeah. But I mean, if, if Lincoln Riley brings his first year starter, Spencer Rattler through that and the offense is humming and the defense is loaded under Alex Grinch. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot to me. And that's yeah. why I've got them losing at Iowa State because I think, well, first of all, Iowa State should have beaten them in Norman last year, lost 42-41 mm-hmm. in Norman. And, okay. and so Iowa State, with, the, with all their starters back on defense, John Haycock, he's the king of the 3-8 cloud. And, and then Brees Hall. I mean, no one's talking about Brees Hall. I think he's, he's electric at running back for Iowa State and, and Brock Purdy and Charlie Kohler, the tight end, and they got, they've got good speed at receiver. So it, it, we got to have this season because there's so much intrigue, mm-hmm. I think, in, in TCU. I mean, TCU, Zach Evans. Yeah. I mean, I'm sitting here asking our man Chris Hummer, our national writer at 24-7 Sports, I'm like, give me odds on Zach Evans making it through his first year without a suspension. <laughs> And then give me odds on him finishing his career at TCU mm-hmm. because this guy's such a wild card, had such a bizarre recruiting experience that what on earth is TCU getting in Zach Evans? Are they getting the focused, I got a chip on my shoulder, I'm ready to rock and roll and ruin this conference with my talent? Or are they getting the finicky diva? Yeah. Well, has he ever been uh... – Focused. I mean, I mean he wouldn't give up his cell him. phone. Yeah, that's the state championship game. State championship game. I mean, that's yeah, that's a uh, cell phone state championship teammates. Yeah. Cell phone. Come on. Mm-hmm. Nope, I hear you. I then hear he you. committed to some school. Wouldn't say who it was, even though we knew it was Georgia. And then, right. he, then they they like couldn't wait to let him out of his letter of intent. Yeah, they <laughs> They're like, hey, man, oh yeah, here. <laughs> Take we'll, we'll white it out for you. We'll, we'll, we'll tear it up. Yeah, for sure. Crazy. So, uh, yeah. All right. Well, Taylor, um, you got anything else for me? So I just have a quick one for you, Chip. I just got back from my camping trip, as we mentioned, um, in California. You're about to drive an RV to Colorado. Love it or leave it. You're going to be the Millers. Oh, my gosh. I love that movie so much. And I hope to God we're not going to be the Millers because then we'd have the DEA and the FBI after us. But uh, that is a great movie. And I suggest everybody listening to the uh, flagship podcast right now, uh, download or whatever, go to prime and watch uh, we're the Millers because it is flipping hilarious. But Taylor, I've never driven a 36 foot RV and I'll be driving it to Colorado and I'm just going to pretend I'm the, the bus driver and I would say a tour bus driver <laughs> and try to never put that thing in reverse. <laughs> Every RV street. park we're going to is a pass through so that you are always going forward. That's good. I, and then I hear you're 
you know, on the way up, like we're going to stop in Lubbock. So you're supposed to like find a Walmart and just park across their parking spaces for the night and, and then move on. No reverse. Do you have to hook it up? No. So it's self-contained. It's like a tour bus for a band. Okay. I mean, I, I won't say why I had to, you know, but trying to make everybody comfortable. Yes. I mean, including myself, but, right. um, yeah, so it, it should be an adventure, some whitewater rafting, some zip lining, some biking down a mountain or something. So it, uh, it should be an adventure. Hopefully, uh, we'll have as much fun as watching we're the Millers, but we won't enact we're the Millers. No disasters there. Right. Yeah. No DEA, no FBI. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the plan. Well, All right, Taylor, great stuff it goes, for sure. <laughs> hey, it's great to have you back. Um, and so we'll, uh, you know, now the now the show can go on because Taylor's back, and uh, and we love it if you head over to iTunes, give us a five star rating and uh, a review. We'll read your review on the air. We'll make you a star. Yeah. And um, of course, catch the video podcast over on. 24 7 sports youtube channel so that you can see us and not just hear us mm-hmm. and uh and then you know if you're not a member at horns 24 7 we gotta talk because the the annual subscription is the way to go that gets you the access to all the vip content on all the team sites in the 24 7 sports network so you can check up on lsu and all the teams that texas is playing and uh, and we appreciate all of our our family members we have right now, and um, and Taylor, uh, stay safe and keep the faith, everybody. You know we'll uh, we'll talk again next week. This is Tony Kornheiser show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.